Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to anyone listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We have been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. We do every single week without fail. We never miss a week. Hello, Mike Lawson. How are you? Here we are. I'm yeah. good. Uh, uh, are you parting your hair down the center now? Is that well, a thing? Okay. I Okay. Here's the deal. I just took a shower, and this is what I've learned. You look like Alf Alpha. I know. I know. And I'm going to start singing. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, what was the song he sang? I know. I actually know the words. You of the are song so he, beautiful. Oh, no, no, no. That's the one in the movie. But in the oh. old, in the in the old little rascals, he used to sing. Um, if someone could put it in the in the chat room, that'd be great. But um, but but the thing is, this is I actually my hair needs a haircut, right? But yeah. I actually am really stoked, believe it or not, on um, the length of my hair. Just needs to be trimmed. But the one thing I will say is, I prefer. I didn't do it last night. I prefer to take a shower at night and sleep with my hair because I have great bed hair. But in order to get the great result, I have to, yeah, I have to part my hair like alfalfa. That's a very good point. Yeah. I know what the alfalfa long. thing is. I know what the alfalfa thing is. Like, I'm in the mood for love simply because you're near me. Funny, but when you're near me. I'm in the mood for love. Glad you remembered. Um, but you're close to getting a ponytail. Like you could oh, almost mm-hmm. like tie it back. Oh, I could. I think I could do man bun. Yeah. I. I don't know what to do about this because you know, just as just as I was about to uh, be kind of ready to uh go maybe maybe if at the right person you know like i know somebody who she's you know like not super cuts i actually know hairstyles yeah this fucking surge hits of coronavirus stupid coronavirus taking my grandparents yeah can't get a haircut now no i can't get a haircut thanks grandma grandpa <laughs> you know uh but i i think mm-hmm. that um I mean, if it's someone you know and they, I mean, a lot of people are doing like backyard haircuts where yeah, no, the no, stylist no. will wear a mask. I see what you're saying. I, and I, I approve of this, right? It's, uh, you know, ever since, and, and let me just get this out of the way right here. Cause not, maybe not everybody, even though I've sent Patreon messages about this, it's been mentioned on other shows and whatnot. Uh, over this past week uh, and within a span of a couple of days, I lost both of my remaining grandparents to coronavirus. And so, yeah. uh, you know, I took a, I took some few, a few days off. But this is, I don't know if Mike Lawson, you know this, like, I was actually ready to do Drag Race Recap emotionally and everything was good. But I was like, it didn't feel right, if that makes sense. Yeah. It didn't feel right. Yeah. It, it felt right to come back, you know, pedal to the metal. I, I was need. Uh, hiccuping not crying pedal to the metal on the first show i ever started with with my pal mike lawson catching up thank you in your alfalfa costume in my alfalfa costume darla get your ass over here i do feel i think it was the right choice because whether you were in the right frame of mind or not Mm -hmm. i think it's weird to be in the house of your father who just lost both of his parents in a, a room upstairs like laughing and telling jokes and just like you know what i mean like 
you can be fine, but like, I just feel like keeping it kind of somber made sense for the weekend, you know, at least. Yeah, no, 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 you're right. And like, and my dad actually was good because my dad yesterday morning was better, but by the evening he was back to his old self. And it seems like today he's right. almost 100%, if not 100%. So it'll probably come and go, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah, yeah, yeah. Even now, when I tell stories, I'll choke up or, you know, yeah. something will happen. And, um, but, um, uh, you know, if, if you want to hear everything that happened, chapter and verse to my grandparents and me and my family and the whole story just laid out bare facts and all, I released a special episode of This Job of Tans. It's available to all tiers, anyone can get it. So uh, go and listen. And I, I, Mike Lawson, I didn't know it was going to go an hour. I went an hour. Yeah, I listened to it. Uh-huh. I mean, there was that huge long pause. I don't know what you were doing during the pauses, but you kept pausing. <laughs> I'm just joking. I was drinking water <laughs> and like, crying. I mean, yeah. you were getting choked up too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cried a little bit, but you know, uh, and as I, as I said on there, like I, there are some. A few, and you know, there's one I can't remember what it is, but there are a few humorous stories, you know, just not necessarily like, <laughs> but just sort of the humorous things that happen in this thing called life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and well, people, ahead. I mean, people are awkward around death already. Like, I didn't know, like, I found myself thinking like, well, I certainly, I know I'll hear the story, right? Like, I mm-hmm. will, we're eventually going to sit down and do this. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or you would be talking about it on a show. And I listened to this show, Batan. So I mm-hmm. kind of got caught up on a lot of the details that I hadn't mm-hmm. heard. Um, but I just felt like, well, I don't want to like not reach out. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah, not yeah. this. But I also know that I feel like it kind of gets overwhelming with like dumb reaches, like not dumb people that they're kind hearted, but like, people I'm not you're not connected to reaching out and like just like forced communication and you have to like tell the story a hundred times yeah. and like figure out yeah. what to say and stuff and I didn't want to be that burden either you know yeah. no 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 I mean obviously you wouldn't be one of those people but yeah I've gotten uh messages and phone calls that I've just let to go to voicemail or I haven't responded to yet because you're right there is Here's the thing, and I was talking to uh, a friend of the show, Adam Vaught, about this yesterday, is the thing that I'm grappling with is up until my grandparents, I didn't know a single person who'd gotten coronavirus. Sure. You know? And in fact, I think I knew some people who kind of had friends of friends who had it, but I didn't really know anyone that was personally affected by it. Yeah. And I'm sure that's true for a lot of people. You know, as as big as the numbers are, there's still a, a tiny fraction of the population of this country. And I think also depending on where you live in this country, too. Yeah. And so I feel not and I don't think it's bad. I think everyone's well intentioned. But I do feel that there is an element or was an element of people reaching out that I haven't heard them from years, years, Lawson, uh, where there was sort of a lurid curiosity, you know, mm. because I was speaking to Adam Vaught. I am now that person that my friends or people that I know are going to say, I have a friend who lost both grandparents to coronavirus. Right. Right. You know that I'm the cautionary tale in these stories. Now, this is the closest it's gotten to me and my bubble for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a friend who, um, has recovered from it Mm -hmm. she's in her, you know, twenties. Yeah. Um, but this is the closest it's gotten to me. So I do get that. Yeah. 
Well, what's like? What are you gonna do today? Are you telling me stories or yeah, what do yeah, you got? yeah, yeah? I would tell some stories. I'm sure there'll be. You know what? It might be a thing that I stretch out not on purpose over a couple of weeks. I might remember. Oh shit! I forgot this happened and that happened and save uh, it for sweeps week. <laughs> I'm going to save it for my big Patreon drive I'm going to be doing. So, uh, you know, um, one of the things, and, and I think I've made this clear, is that my grandparents got the coronavirus from their caregiver. Okay. And. Uh, she misunderstood what care meant. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's oh, actually no, she really took, mean. Yeah, she took care of them all right. So. Uh, I'm, sure she, I'm sure it's heavy. Like, I don't. This. Like, it, that must be very difficult to know that you did that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Intentional or not, like, it's mm-hmm. natural. And, like, mm-hmm. whether you guys blame her or anything, like, yeah. that's heavy. Well, look, I, th- th- you're, we, we can actually have some socioeconomic conversations here. But uh, but what's uh, getting to the story, though, is, um, you know, both of my uncles and my Aunt, one of the wives of my uncles, they really do bear and they deserve all the credit. Actually, not even them, but like my cousin Roxanne and Stephanie and a lot of people stepped up to the plate and they actually personally stepped in to take care of my grandparents. Okay. Yeah. And um, but they was it was exhausting them. It was exhausting of them. Of course, yeah, yeah. And uh, because oh, well, what happened is, you know, the caregiver at a certain point finally said, Hey, listen, I think I have the coronavirus and I can't come to work. And that's when we, you know, we realized, oh, well, you think grandpa's being weird. And they rushed him to the hospital and he got diagnosed. But um, but but just I'm not do, I'm, I'm setting up a story here. I'm not do I don't I don't personally hold any sort of like shoulda, coulda, wouldas. Yeah. Or grudges. Yeah. Uh, this is just setting up the punchline of a story. But, you know, as far back as a month or two ago, my parents were very concerned when they would visit. The caregiver did not wear a mask. Yeah. And they had brought it up to um, one of my uncles and his wife were the primary because he was the power of attorney and everything like that they brought um, uh, they brought it up to her, okay? To my, to my aunt, no, we, we, I'm sorry, my parents brought it up to my aunt and my uncle, and my aunt was very like, "Oh, I know, we noticed, but she's so nice. I don't want to insult her by asking her to wear a mask, you know." Mm-hmm. Which okay, so anyway stop right then she calls in says she can't make it anymore now briefly i know there's a lot of ways to say like oh i blame her blah 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 blah. but the reality in this country is that people like the caregiver who is a poor mexican lady we'll get back to that in a second you know they they don't they don't work they they don't make money and so i could understand even though it's not right there is the hesitation because, you know, as I as I outlined in the um, in the story that my parents were exposed when they were there and she happened to be wearing a mask that day. Uh, and she said she had some diarrhea, didn't feel well, didn't feel like eating and had was having stomach issues. And my parents were pieced out immediately. Yeah. And it, it wasn't until it was overwhelming for her that she'd called in. But uh, anyway, so then she deals with her coronavirus or whatever she has. OK. And then she calls my aunt. She goes, because, you know, she needs money. I said, I'm better. I'm fine now. And here's the thing. We're going to get we're getting to the details of this. They hire her back. I mean. We're going to get to this in a second. I just want you to know this. They hired her back. That doesn't bother me. I mean. Hold on. I'm still setting up a story. 
she cared for my grandparents very much and they cared for her. So I understand that. Yeah. Fine. I'm just setting up a story. And there's also, <clears throat> there's something called, there's a term for it. Um, like, I, f- I forget what the term is exactly, but it's like clinical knowledge that is only retained in like the caregiver's head. So like, mm-hmm. there's a value of returning to the same doctors and the same nurses because mm-hmm. they immediately kind of understand your needs and you don't mm-hmm. have to use words to kind of communicate them. Mm-hmm. And kind of, especially with what your grandparents are going through, like yeah. knowing having somebody who like knows your grandmother and kind of what memory, like when she's kind of communicating real needs versus mm-hmm. like some kind of dementia or Alzheimer needs. Like those are different kind of tones. Like, yeah, I, I yeah, I don't know. Okay. So, so go on. So at a certain point, you know, I became in charge of my response because my parents did not, my parents just freaked out, but they didn't want to go anywhere near this. Right. And I took charge of because this was just overwhelming everybody spending the night coronavirus this and that mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i contact two different companies because neither one it's, here's the thing and this this could be a whole fucking episode that i yeah. got a front row seat to and this is i don't i should do a news search i haven't done it and if somebody has done this let me send me articles there is a story that no one is talking about or that's not getting covered in the news where there are people who are just like my grandparents who had medical insurance. These aren't people who didn't have medical insurance. They had medical insurance essentially being told by the system, go home and die. Yeah. Right. Unable to provide care. Yeah. My, my, my grandparents are so lucky that they had a big family uh, that was there to step up and handle a lot of this. Right. Like, but, yeah. but, you know, to bring it back to LGBTQ issues, what happens to older gay seniors? Right. You know, who don't have, you know, three sons with wives and grandchildren and, you know, unlim- not unlimited, but, you know, a lot of resources and whatnot. You know, so what happened? If, if, if I'm telling you, those people in this situation, I'm telling you, I got a front row fucking seat would just be told, go home and die. Right. Yeah. And I, we'll do another episode where I talk about that or when and all the stuff that happened there. But just a bureaucracy is just die. And it's people are not I've not seen a story about that, but it's fucked up. OK. And do you do mm-hmm. you have an opinion? Do you think it's because of their age or do you think it was? No, I, like I well, well not- no, I think because of their age are more, more vulnerable. I think it's just, that's the problem is I think they they don't look at their age. I would say they give the same advice that they give to a 21 year old that they do to a 90 year old, which is no hospital. Now, I, look, I understand there. There's just a lot of th- it's just I don't think that anyone was doing evil things. I think we're in a fucked up situation and there isn't a system in place to handle this. OK, yeah. so like, there, there's a logical explanation for everything that happened. So the hospitals are overwhelmed. So they, they essentially can't take my grandparents because unless you are in respiratory distress right they, they don't have a they, they, they can't use a bed because you, you feel sick right right they have two, to prioritize care almost Two, a lot of nursing homes are not doing covid units and the ones that are have so many bureaucratic bureaucratic steps to go through one of them being and this was a nightmare most of them want you to go through a hospital so you have to be admitted to a hospital to get into the covid nursing home but you can't get admitted to a, a hospital unless you're in respiratory distress Right. That right. was a big drama. Then um, 
another thing was when finally, actually, even when the end was near, Mike Lawson, even when the end was near, uh, and we knew what was happening for my grandfather, okay, we have a thing called hospice where they provide hospice care. And one of the things that they provide for hospice care is, uh, and I found all this out, is you get a nurse for certain, depending on what you have or whatnot, but definitely the, uh, you know, Medicare will pay for a nurse to be there for eight hours. Okay. To help ease the, the transition, so to speak. Okay. Yeah. Here's the problem they ran into. We just found this. This is brand, this is brand new. The nurse who came to do the assessment found out when she made the call for her recommendations to, to Medicare. And again, this makes sense. They were having nurses show up for the eight hours for COVID patients, but then those nurses would have to quarantine for two weeks because they work with a COVID patient. And so then they were running out of nurses. So essentially the nurse said, here's some morphine to my family. See ya. You know, luckily again, this is where we are lucky because of resources. And this is where the story, but then it's fucked up. It's like, imagine this, you're, you're told you're going to die. You're in hospice. And they're like, yeah, uh, here's some morphine, take it for pain. And by the way, you can't administer it. I don't know. It's really, I don't know what happens to someone who doesn't have family. It's scary. Anyway, um, to get to the funny story. So I, my job was, and I hired, um, the night nurse was like a totally legit, um, company. They were fucking, they had it down. I can't say enough good things about this company. Okay. Then I, they only came for one shift and they weren't bad. I just think they weren't ready for coronavirus stuff. Yeah. And, uh, they sent, so the, uh, it was an other company. They did the date. They did one daytime shift. And it, my grand, uh, my grandmother was in the hospital at this point. She hadn't died, but they sent like this, like hot. Oh, I have another story. For, I'm, see, I'm just remembering stories right now. They sent this hot, um, like 22 year old, like nursing school blonde girl mm-hmm. to take care of my grandpa. Right. And of course my grandpa was just like, Hey, hey, hey what's up? Right. Uh, and he was, we were all laughing how excited he was by this hot blonde chick being his nurse. But what the, what I'm getting to is my aunt calls me and she says, uh, Hey, you know, cause uh, by the way, my family was paying for all the nursing. Okay. We were, so I found it, but we were all, we were also paying for it. She goes, uh, you know, she's really nice. And obviously grandpa's really excited by her, but I don't think she's COVID trained. Like was complaining to me. She's not COVID trained. And I was like, and I was like, okay, I'll call them. This is their only shift anyway. But I was like, um, COVID's in the house already. A, you you you're the one that hired the woman that gave the coronavirus to my grandparents b uh you said she was too nice to ask her to wear a mask three uh hired her back and four uh, now i know you guys are doing a lot of stuff and taking care of my you guys aren't covid trained you know like what is this right there was that yeah yeah that's a little interesting yeah Here's another weird funny. I just remember. I'll just this right take now. the cash. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get to that story next. So uh another funny story is I just remember this right now. I'm not even get to like my, my favorite story, but um is and this is this is gobsmacking if that's a verb or an adverb, or I don't even know what part of speech I use. Yeah. Um 
is, so I was calling around nurses, right? And I was looking them up and stuff like that. And I, and I had heard about this one agency. And so I called them. And uh, what I liked about them was they are all RNs or the caregivers are in nursing school. This is not the same company that sent the young girl. I never actually hired this company because actually, and I really liked them. They only do Orange County. And my grandparents were living in Chino. Okay. So that was okay. a no-go. But I was still talking to the woman and and saying, like, we were still, it was, it was no-go, but she was still, she was still giving me the pitch, right? And she was like, yeah, unfortunately, mo- we do Orange County only, and most of our clients are in Newport Beach and whatnot. And I was like, okay. Now, my, remember, my phone number has a 949 area code. Now, for those of you listening who don't know what that means, uh, it, tell the people what that means, Mike Lawson. It just means that you're from kind of like South Orange County. That's the area code. Yeah, but I think there's a certain supposition you could make from that area code. You'll hear in a second. Well, I think South Orange County is where the money's at in Orange County. You know what I mean? Like there's a 714 and then there's the 949. And 949 also very white. Yeah. And uh, and also I sound like a white guy. I don't look like one, but I sound like one. So she's talking to me and she goes, and just so you know, um, on all our all our caregivers and all our ends, you know, I've known th- these are like my sisters. We started nursing school together and these are their daughters now and they're going through nursing school. And, you know, they're so they're nursing school. They're well trained. Um, they're all cut white. They, uh, you know, they go. And, <gasps> and she, Wait, going. she said that. Yeah. Yeah. And I go, I didn't hear that. Right. Right. And I go, I didn't, I don't know how I got her to repeat it, but I, but she said, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all Caucasian and they speak English. Cause I was like, maybe she said they're all right. You know, like, no, she was selling to me. What the everybody, fuck? everybody she has is white. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't even believe that. No, 100%. It makes sense because she said most of her clients are in Newport Beach. And I could totally imagine that being a selling point in Newport Beach. Look, I think there's a way to sell what she was yeah. trying to sell, yeah. which is our nurses will speak to your loved ones in the language that they communicate, right? Like mm-hmm. there won't be, I, I guess that could be a selling point. I think you ask a question, you go, what language do your grandparents speak? You know? Yeah. And then yeah. in Spanish, you go like, oh, well, we have, I don't know if we have any Spanish speakers. Or Great. I have a bilingual yeah. or, yeah, or you know what? I have or, someone you know, who. Again, another dog whistle would be like, I hope your grandparents don't speak Spanish because we don't have any Spanish speakers, unfortunately. You know, you sell it as like a minus, but it's really a, a coded like uh, uh, language. So That's um, so weird. Yeah. So the last thing I want to say here, and then we'll move on to something else, is, and again, th- I, I realize everyone processes things different ways. So my uncle, the one that was the primary caregiver and stuff like that, he was the go-to guy. And Your dad's uh, brother. My dad's brother. And he was very sad, obviously. You know, but, and he, but, you know, people express grief in different ways. And I think for some people, you know, my dad, this, this, and I talked about this on this job with hands. I learned a lot about myself in this process. And I think everyone did and how people grieve. I grieved before, but obviously my dad grieved after, you know, and there's nothing wrong, yeah. but there's no wrong or right way. It's just how we all grieve. And, um, and I think, and I, I don't want without getting people too much people without getting into people's personal lives too much. I know that my uncle struggled a lot before my grandparents passed. 
I think that was yeah. his grieving process, right? And I think also, I think my dad and his brothers all struggle with expressing emotion in general. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we had made my brother, because my parents were so emotionally involved and whatnot, my brother and I made it clear we want we wanted to be the, the point people. Okay. So I was sitting, we, you know, at this point we had learned that my, they were going to, that it was, it was a matter of time before my grandfather passed. So I was just quietly playing animal crossing to keep my mind off of it. And the phone call comes. It's my uncle. Yeah. You know, remember, I'm the one that books the nurses and stuff like that. <clears throat> and he goes, first of all, he calls me, yo, yos, when he brings his special, he's in a good mood. And he, I answer the phone. Wait, he what? Goes, what does he say? Because my grandparent. Okay. My nickname was, <laughs> this actually a grandparent story. When I was a kid, my nickname was Jojo. Makes sense. Okay. Right? Yeah. But my grandparents okay. couldn't say that. So they would call me yo, yo. Or yo-yos, okay. right? So my grand, my my uncle was he's always saying he goes yo-yos, right? So I answer the phone and it's like it's like it's like he's calling me just to see how I'm doing. He goes yo-yos, and I go uh, yeah, what's up? And he goes, uh, hey, you know, uh, he's like he's like in a like taking care of business mood. He goes, hey, you know, uh, you're the one that's booking the nurses, right? And I go, yeah. He's all just cancel tonight, and I go. Is everything okay? How's grandpa? Oh, he's not too good. I go, okay. He goes, yeah, he has no pulse and he's not breathing. What? And I go, did that means he's dead? And I go, did he pass away? And he goes, well, not officially because the nurse is on her way to come declare him dead. But uh, yeah, it's not looking too good. So just can- just cancel the the nurse for tonight. Oh, no, I feel like there's probably some like, I don't know if shock's the right word, but Mm -hmm. like, I don't know how many times you have to make a first phone call after your father dies, you know? Yeah. You need to call (laughs) a bunch of people. Now, here's a couple of things and I want, and these are not funny, sir, but it's a good note to end on. Uh, One of these things, I'm going to tell you two stories that happened that day. Well, no, one the next day. That day, uh, we we had just gotten word that um, they were going to, you know, turn off or demagnetize, I don't know they call it, my grandpa's defibrillator. And it was a matter of time before he passed, once they did Right. It. So we, that's very somber news. My dad is taking it very hard, okay? And he's gone to his bedroom to sleep it off. And uh, my mom, did I tell this story on, this, on Disturbed Tense about the hot dog? Yeah. Oh, did I tell the story about the book? Yeah. Oh, well, never the mind. The bookmark? Go, yeah, yeah. Everyone, anyway, so never mind. Go listen, go listen to this Joe Batanzan. Good stories. <laughs> but but you, but you heard the story. So everyone, really quickly, my mom accidentally burned a hot dog. And it, at the time, yeah. around the time that he, they were taking the defibrillator off, and that's how my grandfather liked his hot dogs. I just see that as a poetic co- coincidence. But what do you think about the bookmark, which everyone, I had a, I was, or to keep busy, my mind off things, I was keeping busy the next after they died, and I was putting books away and I, I had found this book that was a book of ghost stories. And I was like, Oh, I, I, I like those kinds of books. So I was flipping through it and there was a bookmark. Uh, and I say what it says, that grandparents are a gift from God in, in a, in a story called like shut a final door by Truman Capote. And I thought, and I, to me now, I personally do think of that as a coincidence with quotation marks, but what, what are your thoughts on this stuff? Well, I don't, subscribe to like any sort of like ghost sort of mm-hmm. 
supernatural sort of things. I've just never seen any evidence of it. And I feel like where I can find peace and sort of harmony with people who believe in that, or even people who believe in like, I don't know, a, a savior died on a cross for your sins or whatever. Like I just don't subscribe to that. Yeah. I can though understand, I can find some peace with like, maybe when someone says like the dead is talking to me, I, I can get behind that and feel like, yes, there are kind of ways to kind of like communicate with like the past by, mm -hmm. you know, observing coincidence or mm -hmm. even just like, forcing coincidence i think our brains not that in this case it, that's it seems pretty literal but like mm -hmm. the sometimes people see i don't know something you know a, a certain type of flower or whatever and they're mm -hmm. like there he is talking to me or whatever fine mm -hmm. but i feel like you're looking for it and that's your way you know you're initiating the communication with the past it's not a ghost or a spirit kind of coming to you that's mm -hmm. how i feel i understand look i understand and I used to be exactly like you. Exactly. And it wasn't until about, uh, gosh, maybe almost 10 years ago that I started to look at things differently. And I'm not going to get into this. Maybe, you know, I've talked about doing uh, not a religious show is not the right word. But like, have I talked about this on the air? About I've heard you. We've talked about it. Like yeah. something spiritual kind of. Yeah. I, I, you know, when I used to go to see Marianne Williams and speak, I liked even though it wasn't, a, it was they weren't religious uh, speeches, they, but they they had sort of the drag of religion. If that made any sense, yeah. And there was something comforting in that structure and in that sort of feel of it. And I would love to do a show where it feels like religion, but it's not religion. You know, it could be like one one week, one you know, one uh, week we're we're talking about the productivity methods. You know, like, but just right. more like how how can we improve our lives? But it has the feel of church. Sure, that makes sure, sense. sure. You know, sure. I feel like actually Oprah's Super Soul Sunday came close to that, don't you think? When she's do that, yeah. Weirdly, the church service I go to mm -hmm. is very. I mean, there is a little bit of God talk, but for the most part, it's about like connecting with others, communicating with each other, finding community. You yeah. know. Well, social justice there stuff. are, yeah, you know, actually, now maybe it's like it's an L.A. hippy dippy thing. There are actually a couple of churches that are exactly like that, that yeah. are more like they're not really God. They may, there might be a very thin layer of God, but it's really just more like get together and just praise being alive kind of thing. And they're kind of like a lot of actors like all the young actors go to these things, you know, so. And I don't mm -hmm. I, I don't. <clears throat> Hopefully it doesn't come off as me shitting on the the uh, bookmark thing. Mm -hmm. Like I do see there's value in that. And like I feel like that story you're going to carry with you. And, you know, I think it's it, it could be good for healing or it could be, you know, I, I, I like it. I just don't think that it's like a message from yeah, and that's, somebody. And that's you, you know what I mean? That bookmark was there before they passed away. You just yeah, to that's you. And it could be that something. Look, I don't want to have. We, we could go into a million things. Yeah, the book. The book. I don't look. I'm I, oh, then to clarify. I don't think that they put the bookmark there. Right. I think something that there. And I. Pardon me. Something made you open it. Yeah, and I and I don't even think it's them. I just think it's just I don't know. I just think look again. There could do a whole episode of like 
the different weird coincidences once I started keeping my mind open that have happened in my life that are just too, it's just, it, 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 it's circumstantial, but it, it's overwhelming for me to deny, but that's just sure. me. By the way, I'm looking at the chat room right now and it's all about humble pie. Just saying, Oh my God, a hundred times uh, for different things that we're saying. So, uh, okay. Mike Lawson, well, what's going on with you? Is, oh, go ahead. You started talking about religion a little bit and then, Humble Pie said, quote, and it wasn't until I met Marianne Williamson. And then a good beat later, you were like, and then I started going to Marianne Williamson. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not crediting Marianne Williamson with this awakening. It was just. Yeah, I, but I, yeah. You did kind of say exactly what she said, though. It's like you started going to that and kind of understanding. So no, 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 no. I'm saying the way that she does her speeches. I like that they had the feel of going to church without being going to church. But it, it wasn't her that made me. It, there's nothing between what Marianne Williamson says and what happened with the bookmark to have any sort of crossover whatsoever. Anyway, Mike Lawson, what's going on with you and your life? Um, Not, not a ton. I am uh, actually going to be hanging out with uh, the therapist next uh, weekend mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yeah. Um, so that's my first kind of like face to face date I've had since mm-hmm. March. Yeah. We're gonna be fluid bonded basically is what we've decided. I'm what like does that mean? Like we're gonna make out and stuff. Like I'm not oh, okay. wearing a mask and standing six feet from him or anything like mm-hmm. that. You mean wearing a cool mask like this right here, Mike Lawson? Oh, I wish I had one of those. Uh you, you could have. That? You could have, but you were very nice. <laughs> Um. Oh, nice. Uh, Joe has a Golden Girls mask, and he's mailing one of them to somebody. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna hang out. I'm kind of anxious about it, but I think we'll be fine. Um, and I also wanted to tell you, I got a. I've been. Oh, I'm packing. I'm moving. Have we talked about that on here at all? I don't know. Maybe actually, yeah. Maybe during the Pride 48 show, I said it, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm moving. Um, so I've been kind of like cleaning up stuff and getting rid of um, a lot of books. I'm get I'm downsizing a lot of stuff, like a mm-hmm. lot of just like collections and just like stuff I don't need to carry with me. Mm-hmm. And in this process, I found an old VHS tape that is – um from like 1998 mm-hmm. and i used to have a, a camcorder that i would carry around with me a lot um mm-hmm. and i know that this tape it's on it it says knott's berry farm so i know i spent a lot of time with a small group of friends there and we have mm-hmm. like a facebook group and stuff so i decided yeah you know what i'm gonna get this vhs tape digitized okay and then i could share the content in our facebook group there's six of us in the facebook group it's yeah. not a big it's just a place where we kind of all share old photos mm-hmm. and talk privately without it being kind of a group chat so i send it in to be digitized joey it's two hours of content okay and i start playing the digital content i got it yesterday i yeah. started playing the digital content i'm kind of um excited there's mm-hmm. like a whole bunch we used to be obsessed with this like uh show at the amusement park. I have a whole version of it bootleg that I like mm-hmm. recorded under my armpit one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then wait, were you not allowed to middle- film the shows at Knott's Berry Farm? 
No, they there was like no photography or recording devices of any kind. Oh, really? Yeah. They didn't let you. Um, but <clears throat> so I have that. But then in the middle of this two hours of content, there's like three episodes of David Letterman <laughs> <laughs> just recorded on top of it. Yeah. So there's a little bit of content in the beginning, three episodes of David Letterman and a little bit of content in the end. And it cost me 75 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody there was like, well, I guess this guy really loves David Letterman. <clears throat> um, I should kind of fast forward and see if there's any like good interviews that are very 1998. Cause yeah. <clears throat> I'm sure there's some stuff that's really dated. Yeah. It's interesting though. I've fast Ladies and gentlemen, Jewel, you know, like, yeah. <clears throat> The commercials are interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like really dated. I mean, it's yeah. real TV, you know? Yeah. So um, that's kind of all that I've got going on in my life, though. Uh, well, I have questions about the, the therapist. Who, Go. Yeah. You didn't say his name, did you? No. Okay. Uh, I started to stop myself. Oh, okay. Uh, so you guys are going to be, are you excited about this? I know touch is one of your love languages. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm fucking horny. So yes. Mm-hmm. But then I worry a little bit because I feel like him and I have become very emotionally connected and mm-hmm. we talk every day. We FaceTime frequently. We, you know, are texting all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're getting so connected, but then, not that I feel like we might not be sexually compatible, but like mm-hmm. we need to do that more. And if that's not <clears throat> great, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I would hate to sort of like get stuck in this thing that isn't completely fulfilling. But you you used to hang out with him before. I mean, you know what the chemistry is like. You're right. But also we, we just had a weird it the uh pace was a little bit weird because mm-hmm. um a i don't love bringing people home to this dumb house and mm-hmm. then his living situation was weird for a while mm-hmm. so it wasn't until recently well oh, so his living situation was weird mine was is weird and then mm-hmm. he had that dramatic event at the bar where we didn't talk for a few months Mm -hmm. so in that time he moved to a place where like it's much more comfortable and i've been to that place twice but like then quarantine happened so like we haven't like we've never slept together overnight i don't think i would ever like that yeah i don't love it either but like our even just like our sex hasn't been There hasn't been a lot of it, you know? How how was it when you guys did have it? Good. Oh, interesting. Well, it was new. I mean, it's good, but it's like new. It takes, I'm not, I'm, see, I'm not good at like hooking up once. Do you know what I mean? I need to do it like four times to make, like hit my stride. I think you're gonna do you it know, four like times it, in one day when you see him. Maybe, or maybe zero. Maybe it'll be so awkward. Oh, you think so? I actually think it would, should be the first thing we do. I agree with you. You and I talked about this. I agree with you. Yeah. Get it out of the way. Get and it out then of the fucking there, way. There's like a glow after too. So you could yeah. like hang out. And, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you also don't feel awful when if you're just like have sex and leave. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, this was about more than that. You know, I have a question I think a lot of the audience probably has. I can't believe I skipped over this because he's a therapist, right? So he's very in control of his emotions, right? Yeah. That's not exactly true, but yeah, it's true, he's aware right. of his emotions. He's aware of his emotions. So when he saw your penis for the first time, was he like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, no, not at all. In fact, I would say we're very similar. Oh, he's, so he's that big, too? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, give or take, I don't know who's like, it's very similar. Oh, interesting. Has he commented on it? Has he commented on it? On my dick or on the size of my dick? On the size of your dick? Not on the size, no. Oh, what has he commented on? Well, he's told me he likes it. Oh, interesting. Have you told him you like his? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I have. Now let me ask you this question. Is he the biggest you've ever been with? <clears throat> no, I mean, <clears throat> no. Who's bigger, him or Philip? Him. <gasps> Philip wasn't like that big. I mean, I would say I'm bigger than Philip. What? Everybody should know Philip is a black man, and we all know what the stereotype of black people, of black men is. So you're bigger than Philip? But it's a stereotype. I mean, I don't think Philip is, like, small. Philip's not from the pit crew, by the way. Philip is my ex oh, yeah, from yeah. my 20s. True. Good point. Uh, oh, interesting. I don't I mean, it's been... Okay, over- wait, wait, wait. Okay. Personal trainer. Like- Who's bigger, the personal trainer or the therapist? Oh, the personal trainer. Oh, Really? The personal trainer was very big. Yeah. Was he the biggest like, one? Probably the biggest I've seen IRL. Really? Yeah. I've seen bigger in porn, but yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So the personal trainer is bigger than you. Yeah. He was also like, not just long, but like girthy. And also mm-hmm. like, he would just like take, pull his pants down to pee. And it was like to his knee. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was just like, a large dick even when he was like soft he was just always a, just a huge dick yeah he was and deep and, yeah and he would wear like um spandex pants when he worked and he has this dick that like runs along his leg is that long it was a yeah it was i mean i'm joking when i say to his knee uh-huh. but yeah it's not like i mean he had to choose a side when he's wearing spandex pants <gasps> it's oh not you're kidding up top yeah do you have to choose a side? Well, if I'm wearing spandex, I'm probably like not. I mean, I don't wear that, but like if I was doing that, I probably wasn't like I wouldn't be aroused, you know? So, mm-hmm. no. Okay. okay. Interesting. Oh, but you're saying he would, though. Well, he just was like always big. That's what I'm saying. Is like he was, he was a shower. Always. Yeah. Interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Huh. Uh, anyway, so um, mm-hmm. that's kind of my stories. Uh, date video from Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't got much else going on. Do you have anything going on this week? Well, I have a couple. I have a couple more stories. They're short though. Uh, oh. One is I have like a. You ever have that skin on your lip? And I it was bothering me, but then I know it's gonna like start a cut and whole thing. Yeah. Anyway. Uh is two things um one 
um, because my grandmother on my birthday, because we thought my grandma was going to pass, uh, Richard called me, you know, for those of you who are new, um, I think I talked about this a little bit on the, on the, on this Joe Batanz, but I'll, I'll talk about it more here with you. Um, I have a gay cousin named Richard. He's a week younger than me and gay. And, uh, we hadn't spoken in two years and he called me and I found out the mystery of why he, uh, it was solved for those of you don't listen of why he stopped talking to me. Does his sister listen to this? No. Who is his sister? Natalie. She used to, but once it went behind a paywall, she's just, and it wasn't even that she didn't want to pay. It was just like, "Ah, I'm too lazy to sign up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Natalie, and then Roxanne and Stephanie. Are Roxanne and Stephanie sisters? Yes. Okay. By the way, I am fucking shameless, people. Stephanie, so like, I get an alert whenever someone, um, Signs up for Patreon, but also uh, deletes their pledge. And the other day I'm going through it. I see that Stephanie deleted her pledge. Huh. So I'm talking to her as my grandparents are very sick. And we're talking about how we're coping and we know they're going to die and stuff like that. And we're having a really good conversation. And then there's a moment and I go, uh, I saw that you deleted your pledge. And she was like, oh, you know, and like, look, I don't care. And this is the honest truth was this. And I told her, and this is the honest truth. I just wanted to make sure if she wanted to leave her pledge, that's her prerogative. But my big, you know, my big concern is that there are people who are deleting their pledge because they're not getting content because of the ACAST transition. And they just right. don't read their messages. And they're like, I'm not getting any content. So I might as well quit. And that's my big concern are those people. I mean, if she deleted it because she was unhappy about the content, too, that's something that I mean, no, 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 no. She said, like, she told me why. No, she told me why, and I can't remember what it was. It was, it was, it was not super interesting. Yeah, it wasn't super interesting. Anyway, uh, so she's not hearing this, but Roxanne hears it. Stephanie, I follow on Instagram Mm -hmm. and. It's one of those things, and I have a lot of people like this where, like, they'll follow me and I'll follow back or vice versa. And then their name doesn't ring a bell to me. So, like, I see their content all the time, but I forget kind of who they are Yeah. until they post a picture with a mutual friend or they Mm -hmm. post something. And so she posted some photos with her and your grandparents. Yeah. And, Joe, your grandmother, like – side by side by you you guys are clearly related like i could uh-huh. see i could see resemblance resemblance so much really? um but what's weird is i mean i don't haven't had a ton of interaction with your dad but i don't get that from your father as much as your father's mother yeah and you know what's really funny is um if you saw pictures of my mom as a child you would see a lot of me in that so we're, i'm clearly a good blend of them uh yeah. i can actually show you one i'll show you one we have to show because i'm not gonna pause the show to show you sure. but you know as a joke i made when my mom when i was making jam and my mom was taking all the credit as a joke i made stickers as if like she yeah. made the jam and i put her uh, face on them and uh so anyway uh so what i was gonna say is that uh, i'm gonna close the chat room so uh is Oh, so Richard called me, and I think I said this on the show too. Like it was five minutes about my grandma, and then eighty-five minutes about why he's mad at his parents or something like that. And uh, I'll just take the cash. Yeah, for those who don't remember, when I had that viral video, uh, 
I got paid a lump sum of money. And I just felt because Richard and I were there and we shared this moment together. I'm like, oh, we should go have a, di- a nice dinner on me. You know, I made a, a couple grand on this video. You didn't feel like you owed him, but it was no. a gesture because you yeah. felt like maybe you, you owed him. I was at his house, you know, you know, he let me park at his house so we could watch this parade and stuff like that. Yep. And so like, I felt like, and we're cousins and let's just share in this, you know, let's have a fancy dinner on me. Right. I feel like the gesture of a dinner is like, I don't feel like I owe you money, but I, I care about you enough. So I'm giving you something and a meal is like a perfect, and a, yeah. like an elaborate meal. Yeah. An extravagant. Meal. Yeah. yeah. An extravagant balls out <laughs> meal. Right. And he was like, I'll take the cash. <laughs> and then I don't know. I don't I remember how we came up. So yeah. Much. I don't remember how we came to this, where we surmised it was $200. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> so, you know, and, and you know, what's too, what's funny too, is like <clears throat> on this call, he took his shots at me too. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 How, um, I'm a weak person and I can't even stand up for myself. Meanwhile, I'm yelling at everybody on Patreon all the time. I don't know what he's talking about. I can stand up for myself. Um, there was something else that he told me too, I was going to tell Natalie. And I'm like, oh, I'll just hold on. I don't want to make her mad. But um, but yeah. And then the other thing too. You know what? There was another story. I'll save it for next week. Well, uh, I cut you off. You didn't explain why he stopped talking to you. Oh, well, he's mad at his parents. Right. Yeah. Uh, because they're super, they got, okay. What happened was, I don't mind telling the story. What are you going to do? Stop talking to me. Um, is he went over to the house. He was just going to visit. And when he walked in the house, this is over two years ago. Now, when he walked into the house, his dad is a Fox news watching conspiracy laden, conservative the, the 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 nightmare dad who's a by the way a nice person by the way but yeah. the nightmare dad who just believes in all this stuff that he sees on Hannity right and Richard and, and there had been a policy they had gotten into it before because all the kids are liberal and so there'd been a policy in the house <clears throat> not to talk about politics and I think Richard even invoked that you know like hey I, I'm just here to have visit you guys I'm not here to talk politics but the dad just kept needling him and needling him and needling him and needling him. So finally, Richard just lost it. He lost his motherfucking mind. Okay. And like, I don't think I've ever told this story on the show, huh? Like went crazy. I don't, I, I can only imagine. Actually, I can only imagine. I do know that he t- picked up his yeah. nephew's like high chair and threw it at the television. And I oh, do God. know that he went out in the backyard and was so angry and so screamy that the neighbors called the cops. Oh shit. And the cops came. Um uh-huh. you know and and Richard's dad is a former cop. And so the cops come, his brother comes. I mean it's really really bad, right? Yeah. And uh everything's calmed down and and Richard's sitting on the curb like breathing hard, like he's just really really upset. And the dad, everyone's just really quiet and the cops like I don't know why the cops said this. And he was like, just just to get it straight. So you got mad at your dad because he was watching Fox News, blah, blah, blah. And they're just like, yeah, whatever, right? And he goes, you know, just for the record, I agree with your dad. And 
Yeah, and then Richard goes crazy again, and they have to hold him back, and it's a whole thing, right? And ever since then, he hasn't spoken to his parents, all right? Now, here's the thing. Is up until the part where Richard loses his motherfucking mind and throws a high chair at the television, the dad's in the wrong, right? And the mistake mm-hmm. Richard made, in my opinion, is when he took it that far to the point that the police, then the, the story's over. Yeah. You know? It, leave. Yeah, just leave. Yeah. And, 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 you know, not to tell too many of Natalie's stories, Natalie has had similar run-ins, and she just leaves. Yeah. She just leaves, right? And, uh, but no, Richard still, he's just as angry now as two years ago. And, and one of the, you know, like I told you, they're nice people. They just are misguided. And Richard's point is he needs somebody who is a hundred percent on his side all the time. And he does not have that. Right. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. but I don't think anybody should have that. That's actually very Trump-like to be honest with you. You're right. And, I also just yeah. don't see how it's connected to you yet. Like I've Oh, so then he I so, still don't yeah. understand why he stopped talking so, to you. So his at the time his sister was out of town. So when she came out of town and and you know, Richard we could talk about this for hours because Richard Richard does have some valid points, but then he he invalidates those Take points it later. Too far, yeah. yeah, but one of his points is that he this is actually a really interesting point because I've I've experienced this too, and he articulates in a way that I totally can relate. But where, and maybe this is a Mexican parent thing. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's all, we. maybe as gay people, we struggle this with all parents. But that, you know, because Richard has a younger brother who's married with kids. And he has a sister who is a single, independent, straight woman. Right? And then there's him. He's a gay man. And he was talking about how his, you know, at least he's only talking about his parents. But I think this is, this is true for a lot of parents of gay children. That his parents only respect you if you get married to a woman and have children. And that his his brother, because his brother has his loyalty has shifted from his parents to now his wife and his children. He doesn't need my parents. And because he doesn't need them, my parents respect him. Because Natalie, Richard's sister, and him, because Natalie's a single woman and because he's a gay man they've never in the eyes of his parents they're still children they, even though they both left the house they've never left the house right and they treat them like children i've experienced this my brother will take what my parents will take whatever my brother says very seriously and anything i say is just like as if my as molly said it you know yeah and and that's something i struggle with even now even now like they Anyway, I can't get into that. But and, and and he's right. But what the point I made to, to Natalie when I was talking about this, I said, what's funny is he has a point. He's right. He wants to be treated like an adult. He deserves to be treated like an adult. However, the tantrum he's throwing right now is essentially a child. He's acting like a child. <laughs> he wants to be treated like an adult, but he's acting like a child and holding his breath until he turns blue. Yeah. Cause and effect, though. I mean, you treat a person like a child enough. They act like one. Mm-hmm. Or if a kid, if somebody acts like a child enough, you start treating like one. Well, I don't yeah. know. Do you know what I mean? Or maybe it's a bit of both. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, so you got, guys are yeah. your relationship is not what it was. It's not what it two, was two years ago, but it is. It's on the mend. He has agreed to letter writing, which I suggest. Okay, and you're speaking. I mean, like that's 
an improvement. Well, like you're going to know what's up in his life. You know, when my, do you know about the same when my grandma died? Tell me. So my grandma dies. Obviously somebody tells him. So he calls me and I'm, li- I'm literally like, even though it's not chaotic, I'm with my brother and whatnot. Uh, and we're, but we're just in the moment, if you will. We're talking about my grandma. We're just, you know, we're, 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 uh, decompressing, if you will. And he calls me and because I don't talk to him that much, I usually wouldn't have taken the call, but I said, I, 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 this is the second time I've talked to him in two years. So I just pick up the phone and go, Hey, listen. Um, he said, I'm sorry about your grandmother. And I go, Hey, listen, uh, I'm with my brother right now. Can I call you right back? And he goes, nah, I'm really busy. I have a lot of calls to make. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, he just wanted to express condolences, which he did. So, so there you go. Oh, today, actually today's his birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. By the way, really quickly before we go, Mike Lawson on my birthday, Mike Lawson, you were so incredible. That was so, Mike Lawson is a bunch of several very nice things. A, he sent smoothies to my house with via, um, Instacart with it or no, no, it was, uh, um, Postmates or something. Yeah. 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 What and can I tell idea. you, I want to do that. I want to steal that. Yeah. It's such a good gift idea. I've done it for a friend in Arizona. I got, um, Peter jungle sent to her. Uh-huh. Um, I, it is a really good idea. Like it's instant. It's yeah. something kind of like fresh and like, it's a little bit more than just like, I don't know. It's different than just like, yeah, it's just unusual. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It was great. Thank you very much. And also that wonderful thing you did on discord, where you had people say, which of course the best birthday gift for me is me reading about how much people, how funny people think I am. Yeah. I knew that. Yeah. You know, if it was like, if it was Taylor, the latte boy's birthday, I would say like, um, tell us about a time that Taylor made you happy. Right. Or something like that. But with you, it's like, tell us a time that Joe made you laugh. Yeah. With Lori, it'd be like, tell the time when you were a disgusting pig, you know, and then she would love that, you know, but uh, anyway. Anyway, what do you have going on next well, week? I uh, am working from home. Um, I told you I'm back at work, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm working from home. Uh, I'm managing a team of four right now. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like um, not back to normal, but like mm-hmm. things are kind of – there's actual work to do. And I don't know. It's – a little bit of normalcy, which is nice. Um, mm-hmm. And then just communicating with people. I, the four that I rehired, I like. So it's like yeah. having conversations all day with people that I like and appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, so just doing work stuff and then getting mentally prepared for my date on Saturday. No joke. I'm going to, I have to like run through the scenario multiple times to make sure there's no like anxiety points where I'll have to make decisions. I, I want to have all the decisions prep? made ahead of time. Huh? Are you still on prep? No, that's it. Also, I stopped taking prep when I went into quarantine. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll have to think about that. Did you ever find out what, did you ever find I out what the I, therapist thinks of, thought of the, uh, of the Tenga egg? No, we've never talked about the Tenga egg. <clears throat> um, and part of that is my, I, I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up mm-hmm. today. Actually. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I'll, I'll report back All right. uh, on your notes. Can you also write 51 minutes roughly? 
Okay. Um, I did the same thing. Oh, did you really? Uh, Humble Pie says so. Okay. Yeah, I thought. No, Lawson, I thought I heard you say it. Well, Humble Pie is saying it was happened after you mentioned it. On oh, okay. Because I started to say his name and <clears throat> then I said therapist, but I don't <laughs> look. I don't think afterthoughts with the paywall and stuff that it's even a big deal. I don't know why I'm concerned about well, it. Look, I Dean, just don't. Dean Barney UK is gone, so I think you have nothing to worry about. You Google his first name though, and you find him. So it's not. That's my concern. Is like I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Go on. I'll think about this. He also doesn't know that we podcast. He has yeah. no idea. He doesn't know we're talking right now. I told him that I'm calling my friend Joey. I have a friend Joe that I talk to every two weeks for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I just talked to Joe on the phone right now, but he's not. He's saving that story for when we talk on Sunday. Yeah, and, then he, and then he says something and he goes, yeah. And he says something and he goes, uh, and you're like, oh yeah, Humble Pie said the same thing in the chat room. And he's like, what? <laughs> Humble Pie chat room, what? I'm just, I don't want him to come find this. I don't think he would. Mm-hmm. I certainly don't think he would pay for it. No. I don't know. I'm a weird person. I lie about stuff. Okay, what's up with you? What are you doing next week? I'm back at work. Oh, but today, but today I'm having like a socially distanced hangout day with Mercedes and Chris and Shannon. So that'll be fun. So Oh, fun. Yeah. Kids or no kids? Oh, of course there'll be kids. But it's just their kids. Shannon doesn't have any kids. Yeah. You know. So. I, I just don't understand how. I don't think I could like socialize with children and not like. I don't know. No, but uh, they don't socialize. They don't do, they're, they're at their home and they just go do their own fucking thing. They just thing. go play. Yeah. yeah. They don't care about us. We're boring to them. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, um, Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter at podcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. And follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail. They never miss a week.